Thanks for listening to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We're committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and freedom in the fullness of who we were created to be. You'll hear from us, our friends, and people we meet along the way about the things we love, the missions we are pursuing, and our hearts for the things of God. Thanks again for listening to the show. Now let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to episode seven of Full Scope. I'm your host, Caleb Stafford, with Landon Leach. And What's up, everybody? Yeah, if y'all can't notice, we sound a little bit different on this episode because we got mics. New mics. So hopefully we sound a little bit clear. I mean, yeah. we're feeling a little bit more legit. So hopefully it's coming across more legit. Yep. So... <laughs> that's super exciting and kind of a fun little new thing that we're introducing this episode. Um, but yeah, if y'all haven't listened to our other episodes yet, those first five are kind of like topic based and super more, they're more based on subjects and they're things that are, heavy on our hearts that we felt like might end up being the backbone of this podcast so if you haven't listened to those they really do kind of encompass some of the things that we're really passionate about so check out what those subjects are um and give them a listen so uh with that being said that those are topic based we're oh well go ahead no, yeah, I was just gonna add. You know, we we really didn't even know we were gonna do it like that. You know, and we just kind of looked. Oh yeah, that wasn't planned. And now we look back. Oh yeah, see, like, those are those are things that quickly quickly came up, and we got to express. Yeah. And now looking back on it, it's kind of like, oh no, those are kind of like major themes that we are extremely passionate about. And with that being yeah, said. Really- uh these episodes like six and seven are kind of more of a freestyle approach and i just wanted to say and get across that we're not going to always have topics that we're just going to hammer or it's not always going to be freestyle we're going to have guests we're going to have all kinds of different ways of expressing through this podcast so Mm -hmm. there is no typical way at least not yet, that we feel like we're going to specifically just hammer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, expect a little little mix-up every once in a while, and this is one of those. So, Lana, what's been going on lately? Well, um, <clears throat> been, we're, like, we're in another, still the same busy season we were last time we talked on here. Um, yeah, we're, uh, the porch is still the porch is we're about to start painting this week for the reeds for reeds house getting ready if we do a year we do a fundraiser each year and getting ready for that um it, which is being a month and so there's a lot that goes into that as far as getting the house ready and getting the event ready for our minister for our house ministries expand the borders um, benefit that we do each year so 
been doing that this weekend. Got to spend some time with family. Uh, my cousin Shelby got married um, to Alex, and so that was a fun time for all of us to get together. Got to go on my first turkey hunt of the season with our boy Jeremy, who's going to be listening to this. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, nice. And uh, that was... No uh, birds were harmed. No. We almost... Hey, I, I'm telling you, he's th- we had we had a we had a Tom and two Jakes, and I we had them gobbling back, and I already had a bird on my wall. I mean, I I was already <laughs> dreaming. I was like thinking about Jesus. where I'm gonna put it, and it just didn't come in. They I don't know what happened, but they went the op- They were gobbling, but they just went the opposite direction after we had already been hunting for like two and a half hours or more. Um, so just how it goes sometimes. They could smell you. They could smell you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we were, we thought they were coming in for sure, but yeah, so that was, that was Saturday. That was super, I've I've been, I've been really glad to get to do that this weekend and hopefully get to go a few more times the weekend's. The free weekends seem to get more and more scarce, so um, hopefully, hopefully, I'll get to go again. Uh, but yeah, that was got to uh, make that time. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got to fight for that. I mean, it's um, I just think of in the weeks ahead. I'm just like, golly, I don't even know when. Which last season we hunted a lot of, we 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 hunted every day i felt like but um that's pretty often yeah this season's a little different it's a little different um but um yeah dude besides that working and uh uh, rich preached yesterday at church so that was cool got to go hear him and our aau basketball team so i've mentioned on this here on here before i think but Two of our two of our guys that I'm buddies with, uh, Ben and Josh Brown, Ben Wooten and Josh Brown, uh, we all coach an AAU basketball team of fifth graders, and uh, Josh Brown's the he's the mind behind it all. He's the he's the head coach. I am I call myself third string. I'm more moral support for him, and I'm there to I'm there to, you know, just be extra help when I can. Um, but. So we, uh, I got, we had a tournament this weekend and I got to go to the first game and missed the second one, um, and the third one, (laughs) but we ended up winning our second tournament this weekend. So that was pretty cool. Um, which I mean, let's go. I mean, if if you know, if you've known me my whole life or for any amount of time, you know that I actually am terrible at basketball. Um, but it is crazy. It is crazy to think, though. I, I was talking with Josh the other day. Uh, even though, like, I'm not even good at basketball, and like, I can now I've learned concepts and things. I've learned a lot about a sport that I've liked and always wanted to be good at, but not really good at at all. Um, it has been cool to like be able to coach these kids just on not just plays and drills and stuff, but just like how to be a team and how to actually come together because like. Me and Josh were talking the other day, and it's like, you know, yeah, you can learn the skills and have all that, but at that age especially, it's like if you don't have any leaders on the team and you don't have anyone that actually 
understands their role on the court that like they it's their job to make sure everyone actually flows together and stuff and brings along the guys that aren't as good as the other guys then your team's not no. going to be good at, or anything like that and it, that's been a really cool thing for me in this process of getting to help coach is uh well for one like just being with the kids has been awesome but um just seeing how much like that matters and how much like the teamwork aspect of it and the leadership and all that matters, um, even at a fifth grade basketball level. So, dude, uh, there's so many different life lessons that sports teaches you. Yeah, so totally. many different ones. If you let it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It took me a while to learn the lessons that I learned from cross country and track. Uh, I was ready. To yeah. Yeah. Them. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Big running guy. Yeah, but I now now running's like a big thing, dude. Like I'm freaking, I'm obsessed oh, with yeah. running now. Yeah, it was lame. It was lame back then. Everybody thought you know cross country wasn't. You're not real athletes. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> That's now all of a sudden, if you actually amp it up a little bit, you're kind of you're one of the toughest people out there because nobody freaking wants to run now. Mm-mm. Nope. And look at us now. We're trying to get to Cameron Haynes level. Yeah, I try to attempt. Yeah, not even close. But trying to think of what's been going on with me. I've been we've been hammering at work for the most part. Put in a retaining wall, finish that bad boy, and then now we've hopped out of the base for a while, and we're picking up little jobs here and there, filling our time, and. Uh, that retaining wall was super cool. It was tedious work, but it was freaking awesome. Super satisfying. Uh, but outside of work this past weekend, me and the boys, me, Colin, Avery, and Cade, I went to Knoxville and hung out. Went to the Tennessee baseball game on Saturday. Go Vols. We're freaking back. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. Friday night after the comeback, we the Vols are back. The Vols are freaking back. We've been playing like trash yeah. for however long the season's been at this you've point. Been following the season that much, which I guess well, I mean I'd keep up because we were losing so much. Yeah, but. well, I mean, compared to what we were ranked at the beginning of the season, all the expectations we have played like garbage, yeah. and then yeah. Friday night, super young, we showed up. Come back, ding dongs in the ninth inning, and then ended up winning it in extras. And then come Saturday, the game we actually went to, we run rolled them. And oh, yeah. I mean, it just looks like a different team. Played well against number four in the oh. country. And we just beat them up and down the field. It was nice. So did that and then broke the dust off the, the old golf clubs and went and played on Sunday. And. Shout out to Colin because he absolutely kicked me and Cade's butt. <laughs> like he did, he played really well. But I'm gonna say I did have him the first three holes <laughs> for someone who didn't ain't played golf in forever. Came out there, he was getting so bad, and then <laughs> that's all I had was three holes in me, and I played like garbage the rest yeah. of the time. But the course that is all right. We won't even go into that. Yeah, <laughs> but 
it was super fun. Get to hang out with them and spend some time. And then, yeah, now we, now we back to work. Did a little residential job today. Um, yeah, that's about it. But I'm trying to think of some bigger things that's been going on. This season of life is definitely trying to experience God in this season is something that I'm my heart is being pulled to for sure. Mm-hmm. But and true experience, not just knowledge or Mm-hmm. feel good or it's so much more than that and I'm definitely just pulled to what experiences are going to be like for me and God mm-hmm. and I'm just trying different things with him and you mean like like saying what that's unique like experiences you mean like unique experiences for yourself like in the sense like things that are that you know you'll connect with God through that just because it's you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I guess the best way to put that is like definitely doing a lot of reflection and Mm. remembering where God has shown up in my past and where Mm. he's always been in my past. Some of those key situations that I know that like Mm. we easily get caught up in stuff that are happening to us right now. And it's like, well, this seems overwhelming, but then you, you reflect and take a second and just breathe and you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, God showed up. I've been in some situation where it wasn't ideal before. Mm -hmm. So therefore you look back on some of those and you realize the faithfulness of God and it pushes you through. And I'm just kind of reminiscing on some of those key times for me. And what I was like in that season, hmm. regardless of how dark or bright or whatever that looked like, I'm trying to really put more of a light on that and dig into that. Do and you feel like- with that being said, I've actually... Go ahead. No, go ahead. What I, I what I'm going to can definitely be hit on later. No, I was just going. I was just wondering, like, um, you know, all the reflection you're doing about, like, you know, you said things that are like you you remembered how God's been faithful in the past and thing, reflecting on those things. Do you feel like, and you said that you said something about the the person you were then and things like that. Do you feel like you have? Uh, transitioned more into like and grown more probably in this season of life than any other season so far tremendously and super on a fast track honestly as far as i mean is there a specific area you want me to dive into or oh i don't, I don't what know are you not thinking? really i just was thinking, or what are you asking i mean really just that it just I don't know. They just kind of stood out to me of like, it is interesting that the, it's like you're in this super fast growing season uh, and tra- and transforming and transitioning and all those words. But, you know, like looking back, uh, it's like, 
it's so funny because like I feel like growth is a sign of God's faithfulness, but sometimes growth brings on so much like change and um, yeah. can stretch us in so much that we actually need to remember where we've been with God in the past and where he's walked us through in the past to walk through those seasons of change. Even when we know that the, we, even though we know that if there is change, it means God's moving. Yeah, no, I, I think you said that very clearly and collided that very well. But I, was thinking I like would that totally that. I was like, that's echo that. Oh, that's definitely the case because I am such a terrible person when it comes to, like, I live in the moment, and I am so good at that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I but I get so focused on the moment that I like forget what actually happened, and I get so caught up on what's happening now and what's happening next, like my next two three steps ahead of me. Mm. I forget what just happened, regardless, good bad ugly whatever Hmm. and i've had incredible experiences with god and just in life in general that i people would kill for honestly and i take it for granted most of the time so i kind of beat myself up sometimes when i do slow down especially Hmm. in a fast season as it is right now and think man frick if i would just chill out for a second there's a lot I can pull from. Even in the past, God, if you go a week ago, it's just yeah. a lot of different things that I can definitely think on, and I'm guilty of not doing that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. you know, we were talking before this, me and you, Caleb, uh, just about like, you know, like we were talking about, like Caleb had in, like started this episode about how the five episodes uh, that we, our first five episodes were, really topical and things like that. And, um, listening back to them now for us, like I can just, we were talking about, we talked about this, like how much growth we've even seen since then and just changing ourselves <laughs> since those first five episodes, uh, especially the first couple, um, you know, and it, it, it is, oh, it definitely. is wild. God is so, <sighs> He's he's so deep and so layered and so faithful. Um, and, you know, like you're saying, like when I know too, like moments of change and growth, their growth. I mean, growth, it, like especially when you're like pursuing God and you, and you and you can tell God's doing something in you and it's new and it's trying to make you a, more of who he's wanting you to be and made you to be. Like that's obviously a sign of him working in your life, which is great. But it like it actually sometimes to actually get through that season and that time takes you rooting yourself in how you've seen God be faithful in the past. Because sometimes you might be right in the middle of it and you're like, how the heck am I going to get through all this? Or I'm determined to get through this. But like some reason or like I I can't do it on my own strength. You know, I can't do it on my own. Like I can't muster up anything to get me to the next thing. And I need, I need to, to drink from remembrance, you know, like, I guess is the way to say it. Like you need, you need that, that portion of God that reminds you of where he's been in your life and how he got you through it then. And not even how he got you through it, but just like that history with God that's so rich and deep and really, uh, 
builds us into who we are presently, you know? Oh, definitely. Especially if you're in a, a trudging season where you're trying to propel forward and get over certain things. It's like, based off what you just said, David Goggins in his book, Can't Hurt Me, he talks about like having a cookie jar in your mind. And it's like when you have these victories, big and small, in your life, you've got to put it in a cookie jar in your mind. You have to like take hold of it, store it, and when times get tough again, you got to feed yourself off that and wow. think about, oh, I've done this before, or I can do this again, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And that's a freaking, it's a very tangible way to think about that kind of stuff. Dang, dude. Um, I feel like that's such a, like, that is a perspective. Like, that is not a prominent perspective. Because I think I have, I think I, uh, it, I feel like I've heard someone say this, maybe not, maybe I've said it, but like, it's sometimes it's like the most, obviously it's most, it's the most negative things that happen in our lives that affect us, that remind, that we remember more than anything that wound us or scar yeah, us. Yeah, they definitely leave a mark. They leave a mark. But like, to take those victory seasons, because I, I think, you know, with like when, 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 when huge negative things happen in our lives, like they scar us emotionally, they, you know, they really, they hurt our, our soul, our, our memory, all of it, you know, but it's like to really take in those victories. Um, uh, I don't know. You were saying that about David Goggins. I was like, you know, that takes a lot of discipline to recognize that that happening and make that a part of your character and who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's a lot easier said than done. But if you put that at the forefront of your mind when you're in hard times, Mm -hmm. and even if the the victory is just getting up, literally getting out of bed, that's a victory. I mean, if you want to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So, Take those small things and build on it every freaking day, regardless of what that is. Focus on the positives and what you're doing well and build off of those and you'll start seeing the negatives start disappearing. But Dude, that's, that's so true. I think I think back to like the season of I'm trying to pursue God in a an experienced way. I'm definitely in this season drawn to the Psalms. And definitely drawn to stories like like Moses, mm-hmm. someone who tangibly encountered God. Wow. And definitely trying to find some little cookies for me to freaking store and hmm. figure out what those could be for me and apply it to my life. Yeah. I mean, it talks about and something that's really cool is, I mean, it says that Moses talked to God face to face like a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they ain't many people that do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's definitely someone that I'm trying to pursue and, uh, I don't know what you would say, model myself after in that aspect for sure. Yeah. In this season. Yeah. Yeah, Moses definitely, um, I mean, he's, we've talked about the secret place in our previous episodes, um, and Moses really modeled that, 
uh, early on in the in the Bible in the Old Testament. Um, and yeah, dude, like I think you know you being in that place to encounter God in those ways is very. Um, that's a very that's a very unique season when the Lord brings you to that place where that's what your heart, you know, your heart's yearning for. Like, you know, like you are like, I'm, I'm, I, I am a man of God and God is like what I'm about. And I want, I want more of him. And I know more of him means actually meeting with him in a tangible way more than I ever have, or maybe I have before, but I want more of it. And, you know, and I, I think that's really cool that the Lord's bringing you to uh, Moses and Joshua because it's like, I mean, Moses obviously carried the glory of God on his face and he, uh, he, he would go, you know, like the, I don't know if this is where the Lord's been bringing you in scripture, but like how the Lord brings Moses to the, t- or Moses goes to the tent and everyone around him watches as he goes in because they know he's going to meet with God. Um, whenever he goes in there, and it's just that 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 we talked about this at school and when I was in Bethel, but and I've I feel like I talk I feel like I tell this part all the time to people, but um, but anyways, when the when the Bible says that Moses knew God like a friend. The word new is the Hebrew word yada, and it means to act to intrinsically like know him, to intimately know him, to not just know of God, but like he like knew God, like when God brushed by him, he knew it was the presence of the Lord and things like that, you know. Um, yeah, it's by experience. It's knowing by experience. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Frick, and you talk about the presence being falling on that tent and then talk about this is something that we've talked about in recent weeks, but definitely Joshua and who the man that Joshua is to follow after Mm -hmm. the man of Moses who led the people out of Egypt and such a pillar to, Mm. I mean, obviously the Bible itself, the old Testament, um, but for for someone to follow that up in such a way that Joshua did, it's definitely something that we're guilty of overlooking. And that story, like his whole story is so awesome. And dude, it's such a good example of what a godly man looks like. Yep. Like I mean, if, if you're curious of like, I need an example, where should I read in the Bible about a godly man to model your life after? Freaking Joshua, dude, dude lived above and beyond any expectation or anything that we easily desire. I mean, he lived that much more. Yeah, he, the guy led a nation. Yeah. Which I, you know, walked through Joshua again a few months ago and something that stood out to me so much was how obviously Moses led the Israelites or or the Hebrews out of Egypt um, and the Red Sea parts and things like that. And then Joshua going into the promised land 
the Jordan parts and they go across on dry land when the Ark of the Covenant stands in the river and all the people cross the Jordan on dry ground. Um, you know, and it's just like, it's really cool to see the presence of God move with Joshua. And the Lord says, the Lord literally tells Joshua, he's like, hey, just go do you. And I'll make sure the people know that you know me the same way that Moses knew me. And, Frick. you know, and like what you, you, you brought up earlier, uh, but like the whole time Moses is sitting outside in the tent, Joshua's sitting outside the tent because he was going to get as close as he could, you know. Dude, yeah, but didn't uh, didn't everybody else in the village go back to their tents? Like oh, yeah, after like they, they like hid. I think they worship they worship the the presence while it was there at the tent, but also does does it not say that they go back to their tents? I can't remember. I believe they went no, I think they're watching they're watching Moses go into his tent into the tabernacle from their tents. Like, yes, they're, right. They're in there watching and like like kind of fearful because the presence of God is there. But then it literally just says, then Joshua, this, I think it's like Joshua, the son of Nun, or set outside the tent just to be as close as he possibly could. Um, Dude, yes. And it's like... He's freaking getting the presence through osmosis. Like, the dude is just trying to get... He's just trying to be there. He's like, I'm not the chosen one. Like, I'm not the Moses right now, but I'm sure going to be as close to him as I can be. You know, um, and that, that, you know, that kind of reminds me of, you know, it's just like, no one told Joshua to do that. You know, that was Joshua's desire for God. That was Joshua's own desire for the Lord. His desire to see God move (sighs) in his life, his desire to see God encounter his life. Like where you're at, Caleb, that just that hunger for God. Um, and I love I love Joshua's whole book just because it talks. I mean, it's just like dude was a man like he freaking they took over cities and I mean, killed ever killed a lot of people and uh, in the name of the Lord to take the promised land, you know, and like I've talked with people and like there some people will say that like uh, the promised land is a picture of heaven or something, but it's not. The promised land is a picture of a spirit-filled life. Um, a spirit, a spirit-filled life, and what it looks like for sons and daughters of God to take authority and take ground and take land for the kingdom. And Joshua okay. exemplifies that so much. He was a man who walked with God, and because he walked with God, he knew the authority he had to go take this land. But this land, like. And I, me and you have talked about this so much, but you and this has actually been the the phrase that I heard over my year in January. January one, the Lord was speaking to me that this was the year of taking the land, and um and like Joshua did that in the in the in the strength of God in the power of God. Joshua, I mean, he obviously saw Jericho fall, um. And just by worship, just by it's just by shouting to the Lord and obeying what God commanded him to do. But I mean, he was a man's man. Like this dude was this dude was tough. 
like he was legit like he he wasn't it wasn't some weak walk with god you know like this man this man took on a whole whole region to to conquer it uh for for israel and so i mean yeah he's a his life is very inspiring to me for sure and as a hundred percent a hundred percent and i mean you're talking about how you can apply it to sons and daughters of god that they have the same promises over their life the same type of life is tangible for them to live in that sort of capacity of Mm. the Lord has provided a life for you. I mean, you think about where we are born. There's a reason you're born in the United States instead of wherever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a purpose. Now, with that being said, obviously there's a bu- there's different callings on life, so on what you, what you your heart desires and what you want to make it. But yeah. you are you are here to make the best out of it, and what do you do with it? And it's so interesting that of the life that Joshua got to live. Yeah, Joshua could have been mm. any other man. Like I mean, yeah. like. Somebody else could have taken the same role that Joshua had, but because Joshua was the one that was outside of the tent, God was like, yeah, this is the next guy. There definitely could have been more men that were physically fit, mentally fit, whatever, for the job to lead the people into the promised land. Yeah. But they didn't have, they didn't carry the presence of God or want the presence of God as much as Joshua did. Therefore, he was the leader. He was the man that got to step up. It doesn't make common sense, but yeah. with God, it does. And look, his job... And that's all it leader, took. His job as leader wasn't always easy either. Like, that's... I mean, the point... Just because Joshua was, was the leader did not mean that his life was peachy keen and that everything went great for him. Like, he had to do some tough stuff and make some hard decisions and things like that, but, like, the prize was God. You know, the prize for him was the presence of the Lord. And that's what he wanted before he was ever a leader. That wasn't, that wasn't something I'm sure he truly desired from the beginning was, oh, I want to be the, the alpha, the Moses. Yeah. I'm sure it was just like, well, dude, whatever Moses has on his life, he's like, dude, I I can't help but want that. That is so appetizing to me. Like, I want that. So he did whatever he did po- he could do possible just to do it, just to be even close and replicate himself after him. Dude, it's crazy how God, like just thinking about even how Moses became who he was and how the Lord chose him. Like Moses, it's funny, like, you know, obviously he's, you know, his mom sends him down the river in the basket, then he gets picked up by Pharaoh's, I think, sister or something like that. And, was raised an Egyptian, and then he sees a Hebrew getting mistreated, knows it's one of his own people, and he kills a guy, and then he flees for all that time and runs away. 
Um, and you know, I'm pretty sure like it talks about Moses's heart for the Lord the whole while, but it's just like, it is crazy for the, how the Lord recognized the heart of Moses, you know, how he, how Moses obviously Moses, from the beginning. Yeah. Like Moses just goes and tends the sheep at this, you know, he marries a woman and I think it was like a Midianite or something like that. And then tends her father's sheep and then like the burning bush and all that. And it's just like, man, like God sees the hearts of those who just want him, you know, and Joshua carried that same fire. Um, and dude, that's just, I mean, that's honestly like, it's so funny. It's like when you start pursuing God with everything for real and you really start making, you start surrendering parts of your heart and the Lord starts revealing parts of you that need to be surrendered. Like God's going to do something with you and it don't, dude, it yeah. It may not be big, and big is just, size is just relative. I mean, they don't really, it, it can, anything can be, you know, whatever, however God wants to use you is big. Um, But like, you know, you, God sees the hearts that are hungry. And I guess the, the Lord responds to the faithful. Um, And so. I just think, yeah, it is. Uh, elaborate before you go any further. Elaborate on what a hungry heart is, because elaborate on what? I feel like that's easy. That's elaborate on what a hungry heart is, because I feel like that is such a. I mean, that's something we talk about all the time, but yeah. for someone who's listening that doesn't necessarily understand that, I mean, yeah. kind of elaborate and give some more details on that because that is definitely something that me and you talk about a lot we desire for ourselves all that kind of stuff so well, give I more mean, context to that yeah yeah i hear you um you know it's funny yeah hunger you, many people may be in circles of people they don't hear that word used in in their walk with god um but hungry hearted people are are people who care nothing about anything else other than him. And I mean, hunger is a very recognizable thing. And and I'm not saying people that are hungry are like a category. I'm just meaning that, you know, you either want the Lord or you don't. And it's very obvious who does and who doesn't. And I'm not, and like, like for instance, prime example, Joshua. Everyone else is afraid. They're in their tents, and Josh Joshua may have even heard about, you know, the glory. I mean, I mean, I guess not even heard. He saw and experienced the power of God and all these things. But it's like he didn't think it was terrible or something to shudder in his tent over or be fearful of. It to him, it was something that was like a magnet, and it drew him in. It's like, if that's mm. who God is, I want to know more of him. Like, I want to get as close to him as I possibly can get. And, you know, when you live a life that way, for one, God's going to constantly, like, you just look at your your walk with God goes so far outside of a Sunday morning church building. 
your walk with God goes so much more outside of a Wednesday night church service. Like your walk with God is everywhere, 24-7. And it grows. I mean, it doesn't always start off this, but it's like it starts with literally just a genuine heart for God that says, I really love Jesus. He really saved my life and has transformed and changed my life. And despite no matter whether or not my family follows him close or my friend group or whoever, I know that I want to know him as be- as much as I can. I want to get as close to him as I possibly can. And you don't look for anyone to tell you what to do or how to do it. Or, you know, the only thing you do with any with the, the people around you is notice the ones who are also hungry and start getting with them and getting closer <laughs> to God together. You know, that's yes, why Joshua that's why Joshua was so close to Moses because it's like they had the same heart for God. I mean, if you're hungry, get with other people you see want God as much as you do and go after God and watch how it changes your life and how much closer you get to him. Shoot, dude, that's so well said. And the thing um, is, the more I you cannot get closer help, to God, but... it will literally just press your heart and he will change you. Like Get buckle up though, like, but I mean, honestly though, when you're hungering after God, you don't even think about that. Like, you're just wanting Him, and that's it. Sorry, I'm done now. Go it ahead. definitely <laughs> does consume you. Uh, you got me on one there. I can, no, that's that's money, dude, and that is so true because hunger it hunger is an appetite. We can all relate to it. Mm. I mean, everybody's got to eat. So, but an appetite. Me and the boys, we were sitting at Gus's Fried Chicken, and we started talking about what our favorite pie was. And we talked about pecan pie. And this subject makes me think of the fact of how good pecan pie is. I mean, that ish is so good. Yeah, it's gas. So, I mean, dude, I'd love to eat some right now. But thinking about that, I didn't eat pecan pie until I was probably in high school or yeah, even yeah. maybe like four or five years ago. Yeah, I, I thought And gross. growing up, going to the cabin, we would hunt on Thanksgiving weekend and everybody every year would bring a leftover pecan pie and I would never eat it because it had nuts in it. It's pecans. Yeah. I ain't going to like it. It's got nuts in it. Wow. Well, now... Dude, I, I mean, for years I didn't eat the thing. And now that I know and I've tasted what pecan pie is, wow. I have an appetite for it. I crave it. It's like wow. I can't get enough of it. But up until that point, up until then, because I hadn't tasted, I didn't have any desire for it. It's not anything that I even knew that I wanted. But now, shoot, I mean, give me a whole pie. Everything about it. Love it. And if you can take that and apply that to your walk with God, Dude. be ready to take off because that is what the hungry heart is. Wow. Bro. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is, I was like, as you were just telling that, about halfway through it clicked where you were going with that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what an illustration. <laughs> uh, but dude, for real. Uh, it's like, the truth though. Holy crap. And the thing is, like that's the that's the the taste and see. I think it's like Psalm one thirty four, Psalm one thirty four. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, like 
that is golly i'm just getting sorry i'm just getting like revelation all over again on that (laughs) (laughs) illustration about pie golly speak um no (laughs) that is crazy god like ask seek and knock if you ask i will answer if you knock the door will be open if you seek you will find like taste and see you stir up hunger yeah you know actually that yeah that actually has a lot more to do with your heart than asking god for a freaking like wish list dude i remember when i all your needs that you want him to meet right now yeah like when i first came to the porch dude I was terrified and nervous, but I knew that I wanted God and I wanted the real thing more than anything in my life. And I was stepping so far outside of my comfort zones at that time in my life to go to this local Bible study thing with a bunch of guys that I had no idea who they were. And I was going there by myself. This was 10 years ago, I might add. Um, But like, dude, like, my whole walk with the Lord the last 10 years, your walk with the Lord the last however many years it's been for you, um, it's been one moment of tasting a part of God and seeing him for a new side of who he really is at a time. And it's literally, that is the walk with mm-hmm. the Lord. It's, it's I want I want more of you, Lord. Oh, that's, oh, I see a new side of you, God. Wow, Lord, you are true. You are real. You are who you say you are. I love you. You love me. Let's just keep going. I want, you know, and it and it literally is just that relationship of experiencing the Lord. And like, you know, like you were talking about where you're at with your life and just in this season. And it's like, I just, I, I want, I, and I, I want to experience you, Lord. And then as soon as you experience him in a fresh way, you actually, it opens you up to a whole new level of revelation and seeing him for a whole new way. And sometimes tasting God is like months of desiring God and not seeing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes that happens so many times. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I want to taste you. I want to taste more of you, God. Well, that's the hunger. Like you said, that's the desire to lean in for more, but you not, not do that. It's building your appetite. It's built. Oh yes, like, like you may not see what you're taste like that the taste and see. You may just be tasting for a long t- for a f- little for a little while, and it might feel like really dry. But it's actually like you said, building your appetite to handle what you're about to see. Yeah, He's actually shoot. preparing a deeper place, a bigger place by you desiring him and choosing him no matter what, even though you aren't seeing everything you want to see. And then when he actually does allow you to see, you can handle it. Uh, Yeah, that's a good perspective on that. I I can't help but think about when you're sitting there thinking about seeing the new sides of God and you start learning what, uh, you're seeing new sides in being his love, the truth, his a lot of his attributes. You're seeing different attributes you mm-hmm. didn't necessarily associate him with before. Well, those, in my mind, I can't help but think of concepts because 
that's the type of learner I am. That's what my brain mm -hmm. associates things with is a concept. And yep. dude, I think that's where in this season of my life where I am in a hungry season of just craving experience, but I've also put myself in this position in a negative light because I crave that, but dude, I, and this is, this goes back to why I'm also reflecting so much is once I get a concept, it's like, I check it off like a box and I just say, okay, yeah, I know that I'm moving on to the next mm -hmm. one instead of hmm. sitting on that concept, I his love that. for me. Okay. That, yeah, that's not just a box. His love for me looks well, like so many different things and so many different avenues that I cut myself off to or I get used to and I just accept it that it's always going to look like this certain way that he loves me. Mm. He loves me because he forgives me instead of wow. he loves me because I'm his son or he loves me because he wants to be friends with me. He wants to set me free of this. He wants all of those things. I am so freaking bad now that you talk about that. I am so freaking bad at being a concept learner and just checking a box and moving on instead of yeah. Yeah. letting it develop that much more. Hmm. That's freaking foolish. I mean, that's that's stupid. That's missing the whole point, honestly. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 like... It's almost like seeing God from a distance, understanding the shape of the Lord, being like, okay, yeah, I get what that is. I can, I can, I know what that is. And never actually going into the thing to see who it is and what it's like. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's seeing it from like a, a, a arm's length, really. Um, oh, it is. And, and yeah. And dude, I mean, that's, you know, and, that's the part where the pressing happens because when you, instead of like seeing God as a concept or seeing a concept of God and saying, okay, yeah, I get it. He's our father because of the blood and Jesus. And now we're brought in and we're sons. Instead of actually knowing you're a son because of your experience, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's so funny you say that. Cause I'm, 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 I'm like just thinking like if a kid and their dad was like, if the kid was like, Oh yeah, I I know that I'm my dad's son just because like I get the concept of what it means to be a, a, a the son of a of a father. You know, I get the concept of reproduction, and and I get I get the concept of that like I see how this works. I see how this works. Versus like no, you've actually went you've you've literally been on your dad's shoulders, and you know. He's taken you fishing and coached you and you've had these deep conversations as, and he's raised you and all these things and you know him as your dad um, mm. because of that, not just yeah. because you understand the concept of a father and son. That's, I think that's a very... Yeah, that's the freaking truth, though. That's like a... I feel like that's a common reality sometimes for a lot of people. And I'm... I do too. I mean, I just am one of those people. I do it all the freaking time. And it actually, it's super frustrating. Because it's not, there's, it's just limiting 
those aspects of God that are so like at one time that just absolutely wooed you. You're just like, wow, that is so cool. I've never thought yeah. about that before. But then you get on the other side of that and you're like, ah, that's yeah, I know that it's cool and whatnot, but whatever. And then yeah, think- now it's like, hmm. yeah, I think, I think the word, I was just, as you were saying that I was just thinking like the word really in my life anyways, the word has really helped me with that because I will read something that I read before. Whereas I thought I had this concept or this thing understood and the Lord has just come and just ripped the roof off of the thing and re-showed it to me all over again. Mm. You know, and that's kind of been like something that's really oh, helped yeah. me in that. Cause it's like, if I'm constantly pursuing God through the word too, and even though these things I know about God and, and I've even if I've experienced God in those things, but I, you know, just kind of chalk them up as something I've been there, done that new God that way blah 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 it's like you get back in the word and you read and you and you read a part that reminds you of that thing and you remember that part of god it immediately becomes personal again and doesn't stay a concept oh absolutely but at the same time with the word i'm super guilty of dismissing some of those things some of those things as I read. Number one, I'm not the best freaking reader in the world. I'm freaking terrible at reading. So I, I like my reading. Comp- my re- oh well, no, I'm still. I'm. I like to read at this point, but yeah. I, my reading comprehension is still. I mean, garbage. It is so bad. Like I, it takes me forever to read something, and then once it clicks, I'm like, oh frick! Why did I have to read that like five times before that actually hit me? And some people got the freaking photographic memory where they just read it one time and they never forget it for the rest of their life. They can recite it on their freaking deathbed. So jealous of that. (laughs) Meanwhile, I can freaking read a whole page. Actually, I can read two sentences and I probably can't tell you what it said half the time. (laughs) I'll still miss it. Oh, man. Anyway. But that is, yeah, the word is definitely something that is once you, if you pray about it and you let the spirit speak to you instead of just reading it, that definitely helps me a ton because that's what I need because my little brain ain't ain't too good at it, at receiving. Uh, it is, it is a journey. I mean, it's a process to learn, but like, you know, I've loved that you've brought this up because dude, it's just reminded me of so many things. Like it's just, it's, I'm getting all fired up just thinking about how true that is just about, well, I mean about, about the taste and see thing, but also about how prone to seeing God as a concept and things like that. And it's like, dude, God, it, when we actually lean in, cause like, there's so many things happening between us and the Lord in our relationship with the Lord. And when we start to give ourselves to saying, okay, I'm tired of just knowing God as a concept. I want to know the man. You know, I want to know Jesus, the man, the King, my Lord. I want to know him intimately for real. When we get, when we get to that 
fed up place where it's like, I don't care. I just got to get close to him. Dude, that's when he can start working on our hearts for real. And, yeah. and that, and that, that's a, st- I mean, and I, and I, I, I don't mean to say that like the Lord ain't been working on your heart for real because I think I've I've watched the I've watched you lean in time and time and time again. Even if you feel like you see him at a concept, you're still going after these things, and you know you are seeing you are leaning into. And what I'm getting at is you lean in to see the details. You don't you're you're you know you're not satisfied with just the concept. You lean in for the details. You know, and it's like once you get to the details of God, you see how much He is. And it overwhelms you, honestly. And that's when you really start yielding and your heart starts changing and you start dying to those old ways because you start to see more of him for real close up, not just as a concept, but actually the the nuts and bolts of who God is. And that's where your life gets changed in more and more levels of, you know, in deeper ways. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely, man, the hunger thing is definitely something that the world lacks right now. There's so much complacency in life in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's freaking advertised to us, even in the general. Not even, I mean, take take God out of the equation and just think about what is advertised to us in the American life is all complacency, except in small circles where it's like, yeah, go chase your dream, go do these things. It's, it's those like everybody likes the concept or the idea of, I want to run a business or I want to, I want to own my own business and stuff, but who actually goes out and does it and accomplishes it. It's a few and far between. Oh, very much. And so. you look at people like, I mean, we listen to, we listen to the, why I say that. And the business example is the fact of listening to the Kit folks and Cameron Haynes podcast, mm-hmm. Kit folks. If you don't know who that is, he's a freaking beast as far as <laughs> just a man in general. I mean, the dude, the dude helped start Under Armour and their hunting, their hunting brand. And dude is just an animal. And he talked about when he first started that, and what, what they talk about on the podcast is people will look at them and the lives that they live and they will say, must be nice. Oh, I remember that. I remember must, that part. Dude, I remember that. dude, I freaking want a t-shirt because must be nice is something that says, Oh, that's cool. I want that, but I don't want to put the work in. It's pretty much what must be nice. Most of the people that are saying must be nice, that's exactly from the place that it's coming from, is they want what you have, but they have no idea what it costs you to get there. And they're offended that you have it. They want to chalk it up as if you hadn't even done anything to get it. Yeah, true. It's like, how, how come you have this? You don't deserve this type of thing but he talks about when he started his own business back to the business thing is he was everybody's like oh you did under armor like congrats like must be nice he's like dude i just slept for an hour and a half on the daily 
Like that's all I got. I was working four jobs at the beginning. That's insane. That that's hu- that's hunger in a business aspect. Yeah. The dude the dude wanted it so bad that he was risking his sleep and everything else in his life to have it. Mm-hmm. Therefore he became successful. So yeah. take take hunger and run with it. Fully express it and see what happens because that's when it gets dangerous. You start seeing fruit form. Dude, that's yeah, like I mean I don't think I've ever looked at hunger in that aspect, but that's very true. Um and it's you know, it's the it's so funny, it's like it's just wanting it, you know. You just want it. And you don't need someone uh-huh. to tell you to want it. It just is in you and it's alive in you and you're gonna go after it and get it come hell or high water. You know? Yep. And you know, whether you need to be against all more. Yeah. Whether you need to be educated more or you need to be you know, with people who know more or whatever. I mean and it's just it is wild to see it's wild to see for one, I mean, honestly, the amount of people who can, don't really don't really want to give the effort but it also makes a lot more sense though uh, on those who do give the effort and why they become who they become because they've never needed an outside source to make them who they were you know they've never needed something else to get them to that space they carried it within themselves and they believed in themselves and they talk about that on that podcast as well Cameron brings that up about oh self belief is everything and it's like, yep. dude, my journey with God in this was like, I don't feel like I was the most driven person when I first started walking with the Lord, but God has like transformed my heart so much and transformed my identity and my life so much. And like, I had that want it mentality and want it heart without even realizing it. I just knew that I wanted him because I had, because he was for one, the only hope that I had, like he was my, um, I, he was the only thing going to satisfy me and fulfill me. And once I realized, and the more I grew in the Lord and realized how real he was and connected with him on deeper and deeper levels, you know, I just wanted more and it ended up, you know, it took me to a lot of different places pursuing the Lord and, things like that but it's like the business side of that you know the hunger in that and having that want it mentality um it's like god and i don't you know i'm not saying that people who build great big businesses are all christians obviously but i do think there's an aspect of god in that you know there's an aspect in god of those who it's 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 the nature of it's the, you know it's the it's the heart of a man of God to see to see what it takes and like will endure and do whatever it takes to to build the thing that his heart is set on building. Um, I think that reflects mm. God. I think that's a godly character trait. Um, that, that oh, we aren't called to be com- we're not called to be complacent. 
you know, we are called to pursue and lean in and take and take hold. And that, you know, as God builds us up in his relationship with him, with our relationship with him, you know, he uh, that can manifest also in our in our physical lives in in business and in goals. Honestly, like this last year and a half has been such a huge goal setting year for me. And it's like those goals aren't like the concept of setting goals is great. And even taking the time to set those goals is great. But to actually achieve those goals, you have to want it more than, you know, you have to want it to happen. You have to be able, you have to make the decision within yourself to see that follow through. And I think, I mean, I just, I'm just seeing like that, that word hunger in, 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 in new, new perspectives. Oh, dude, you can apply that thing to any, any subject you want to, but you can definitely, definitely that's like, to kind of sum it up is these areas like in your time with the Lord, people easily go, uh, my life, my walk with God right now is not what I want it to be. And I'm guilty of that all the time. That is such a common phrase that we use. But actually, if we took some reflection most of the time and said, well, how much time are you actually giving the Lord? How much mm. effort are you actually like trying to propel yourself and put yourself in a better position to connect with God? Nine times out of freaking ten, it ain't what it should be in order to get better than what you are right now. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten. And that takes a lot of self-reflection and all that good stuff. And you got to figure that out for yourself. But definitely, definitely search your heart in this and see if your heart's hungry. Figure out, ask yourself, do I want do I want a relationship with God more than anything else? Or what is that thing that your heart is hungry for? Maybe it is a business. Maybe it is whatever. Mm-hmm. Double check yourself and see where your alignment is. Mm-hmm. If it's with the Lord first, those other things will come into play. They mm-hmm. will fall into order and your life will shape into the godly life that you desire to live. Mm-hmm. But things easily get out of order whenever you put those other things first and start pursuing those wholeheartedly above your other things. Hmm. Um, do you, you got any final thoughts on that? Um, on hunger, on life, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, dude, I just think, you know, Caleb is really, you know, I don't know. We kind of we have accented each other's lives in a multiple in multiple different ways. Um, and, oh, absolutely. But as, far, but as far as like you know, it's taking this uh, this approach the, the approach of honestly just ha- wanting having something in your heart to to do it and wanting it and actually going for it. And you know, Caleb has propelled me in so many things, and. Um, you know, he lives this and he has sharpened me to live it as well and to try to live it out the best that I can. And I know he does the same 
and you know part of it's just him too at the same time like he carries that so naturally um thank you dude and it's just and it's just like dude it's uh it's just it's a very it's very real it's a very real thing um and it is not it is not distant from god at all it is literally right in the middle of a walk with the lord that god will move something move you towards something that it will be God that has moved you towards that, but it's not going to happen unless you actually are grounded in him and have the, have it, have what you need with inside of you to make it happen and to, and to walk it out. So, yeah, that's my final call on that. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> oh, but that's awesome. it's out there. Go get it. That's probably the final thought. It's out there if you want it. Go yep. get it for yourself. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. Yep. So, well, guys, that wraps up episode seven. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, like the episode, leave us a review, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We got an Instagram account now. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, hopefully we'll start rolling some more posts on there. And we will catch you guys next episode. So thank you very much. Y'all have a good week. See y'all later.